0: Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, The Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. What's going on, people? All right. I want to welcome all of you to another special Q on one podcast of The Talk to Q Radio Show tonight. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And today's show is brought to you by TruthDevour.com.
1: I began to live within my continuum of potential upon awakening to my own limitations of sight, sound, and altered understanding of everything previously believed to be known. Who am I? Who are you? Are you who you really are? Or who they want you to think you are? Understanding does not by default equate to truth, because perspective will always be a relative state of shifting sands founded on our own limited knowledge at any given point within a spectrum of time. Change is inevitable. Are you ready? Available now. Illuminarium, book one in the upcoming Soliloquies Labyrinth series by award-winning indie author Truth Devour. Truth Devour, www. TruthDevour.com
0: My thanks to TruthDevour.com for being the official sponsor of the Talk to Q radio show. Okay, you know what? This is not going to be your normal Q on one, I guess I should say. This is more of a two on one as I am going to be joined by a special co-host. She's not a stranger to any of you who have listened to my show on a regular basis. She's one of my show legends. And she's the only other person to ever host my show before. Let me bring on the author, the legend, the media mogul, and everything else she does, Miss Crystal Hickerson. Crystal, what's going on?
1: Thank you. How are you? Very happy to be here.
0: Thank you for joining me. And uh, without further ado, I will bring on our guest. Now, she is making her first appearance on the show. She's a clairvoyant, clairaudient, Claire, sentient and an empath she's been called um referred to as the psychic oprah from the city of angels please welcome tanya to the talk to q radio show tanya how are you doing
2: i'm great how are you guys Doing great.
0: great. now i appreciate you taking the time to be on the show and uh we'll go ahead and get started okay uh okay. first of all w- when did you know that you had a gift
2: Uh, let's see, it was about maybe 15 years ago, maybe a little, maybe 17 years ago, but uh, I used to, when I started out giving readings, I'm known as a spiritual intuitive, um, which just means that I use my intuition in a spiritual manner, but, uh, I used, I started out doing readings with tarot cards, I learned Mm -hmm. how to read those, and I would give readings, and then I had, my clients would start to tell me that I have a gift, and that made me feel uncomfortable, because I felt like if I had a gift... I shouldn't need the cards. That's just my personal belief. And so I prayed on it, and I stopped using the cards, and uh, so I haven't been using them ever since. So it's been about 15 to 17 years since that I've realized I do possess these gifts.
0: Okay. Now, um, I know what a clairvoyant is. That's a person who can (laughs) see beyond normal vision. However, clairaudient and clairsentient is new to me. Can you enlighten me and the listeners on those?
2: Sure. Clear audience just means you hear voices, sound, music. Um, crescentian just means you have feeling, get impressions. A lot of people. We're all born with intuitive ability. It's just that some of us have stronger intuition, and some of us develop that intuition to the point at which they give readings, or sometimes they just use it for themselves. So, um, with that being said, crescentian is very popular with a lot of people when you get that hunch. I felt like I should have did this, or I felt like I should have called you. You know, um, I had the hunch or the instinct, the feeling, the impression. That's a part of clairsentience. Clear audience, you would definitely know because, you know, you're hearing the voices in either ear, and then you might think you're crazy. But mm-hmm. as long as those voices aren't telling you to do anything detrimental to yourself or any other, it's likely a gift that you have that needs to be investigated, acknowledged, and or dismissed.
1: Okay. Well, okay. Um, honey, uh, this is Crystal. I just wanted to ask you, um, first of all, I am a person who do believe in um, psychic abilities and um, that we all have it, and but some are more prominent, of course, like you were saying, than others, and the, and their abilities are different depending on, on, you know, who they are. So can you tell, I know you said something about you don't use, uh, tarot cards anymore, um, what do you um, feel about those who do use tarot cards or who use other methods of um, giving psychic readings or medium readings?
2: Um, I, I applaud them. You see, each person has to use the tools, if they shall use tools, that support their effort. And like I said, I used to use the tarot cards because I thought I needed to use them. I had no idea that I had a gift. But when I realized Mm -hmm. that when someone said to me, you have a gift, my own spirit became uneasy. And I decided to investigate. I decided to see if I had a gift. When I realized that I did by calling a friend and telling her, okay, I'm not using my cards, ask me a question. And then she asked Mm -hmm. me the question, and then I hear a response and relay it to her. And she says, "Wow, that's right, but you're not using your cards." and I'm like, "I know." So it was like that Twilight Zone moment at that point in time, and then I just even right after that, I would still use the cards for me, they were a crutch because I didn't want to rely on my intuition because some see anybody can learn how to read the tarot, so you can be a skilled tarot card leader tarot card reader, or mm-hmm. you can be an intuitive. Who uses the tarot cards So see those are two different things So I have nothing against okay. Anybody who uses tools Many times some will use tools In an effort to like I said as a crutch Or to not rely so much Upon their intuition because it is draining Yeah it really is It does
1: drain you mm-hmm. know, physically yeah. And you know your energy um, Is used absolutely Yeah
0: Alright so Speaking of, I guess, the the physical aspect of of it, and well, I guess as well as the mental, what is your process when it comes to doing a reading? Do you have to have um, a certain emotional state? Is there a certain feeling that you get? Can you kind of clue us in on that?
2: Sure. Um, Before I do any reading, whether it's in person, email, (laughs) text, (laughs) uh, telephone, I, I center myself. I inhale deeply three times. I exhale completely three times just to get myself centered. And then I say a prayer to God, thanking me, you know, for just being the power and presence in my life first and foremost. And then I thank mm-hmm. him for using me to assist in the healing of others. And then I thank him for my gifts. And I let him know. I remind him that I receive my gifts respectfully, responsibly, humbly, joyfully, and lovingly. I always say these things to him because I appreciate See. Tanya's not the wonder. The gifts are the wonder. You see what I'm saying? So I always have to before I do any reading, I have to have that moment with him just to make myself feel I don't know, worthy of even having such a gift. I when it become be, before I do that reading I always request that the client, whether it's email or telephone or especially in person, to be calm, open minded and receptive because that makes it easier for me. If I have an anxious person that I need to connect with, I'm an empath. I can feel what another feels, So I'll feel that anxiety. I'll feel that fear. And it blocks me from retrieving the information that they want. You know, I need them to be open-minded because you can't, what people, a lot of people do when they get wrong is that they try to interpret psychic information or intuitive information consciously, and they tend to enhance it with their own imagination. For example, I might say Q, you know, the likelihood, well, Q, um, you're going to receive an opportunity that's going to have you having to move, and it's one of the three places that you never wanted to move in your life. I'm not reading you, Q. I'm just talking.
1: <laughs> 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 but, you know, I might say that. It's one of the
2: three places that you don't want to live, and then you're like, oh, gee, I know i am got to go to Texas or whatever. And next thing you know, what happens is you get an an offer from a place that 20 years ago you said you would never want to live there. So that's not in your consciousness, but you focus on what's in your consciousness, and then you apply it to my intuitive reading, and then you say, okay, you know, since it wasn't that place, you say, I'm wrong. You know, but again, with intuitive information, you can't process it or you shouldn't process it consciously. If you can consciously say, yeah, I can see how that can happen, that's great but don't get too connected to your consciousness because it is intuitive information. And also our imagination, you know, enhances, oh, you know, what we think is going to occur. The truth is the truth, regardless of our story, of our emotion, our, you know, opinion.
0: Okay, okay. Did I ask that question?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you you did. Did I I was going to
0: say Montana, Wyoming, and Alaska. Okay.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay. They all
0: have bears. I'm, I'm allergic to bears. Um, oh God! All but, right. You, know, you did touch. You did touch on something um, that I, I was thinking about and was probably going to ask. As far as when you mentioned the open-mindedness, and I, I do think that would be important. Like a guy like me, I, I'm closed-minded to some things that I can't understand. Now I'm willing to uh-huh. try to learn, learn and accept. However, that that skepticism could kind of block things. I guess. Uh, when looking at it from that perspective, so I do think that's that's very interesting, and that would make it difficult. But uh, Crystal, go ahead if you have another question.
1: I have a um, yeah, I guess a a comment. It made me think about when you was t- when you were talking, Tanya, about um, you know people receiving your messages and receiving them not necessarily consciously, you know, about what they think is happening. Mm-hmm. I am tell a quick story. I had gotten a reading many years ago, and the um, it was a medium reading, and he had uh, said that one of the spirits was trying uh, was telling me to get in touch with my father. Now, mm-hmm. um, at the time, I dismissed it because I was like, okay, he doesn't know what he's talking about, okay, because <laughs> you know, um, and because my father, who the man who I called, my father was dead, and um, there was no one else who you know was even in that kind of a category for me, so I thought, well, maybe he's not you know understanding or maybe that was just a wrong reading but what occurred actually was that and this was like maybe about a good year later that Mm -hmm. I ended up reconnecting with my biological father who Mm -hmm. I knew and he was part of my life but I never you know I had no idea consciously at that time I would ever talk to him on a real level you know Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that later I did. And he did end up being a major force in my life from then on that I actually oh. needed. So yeah,
2: very good. That
1: that is important for people to remember. And um, Q, when you're talking about skepticism, a lot of times, yeah, we are, when we're getting a reading, whether we're open to it or not, mm-hmm. we tend to look for the obvious, you know, of someone right. saying something about what's happening in our life right now. But the readings um, come from so many different, or the messages come from so many different places, and that, and to understand that, you know, the spirit world do not live on our plane, so they're not thinking linear, linear, or within just a few, you know, days or something like we do.
2: So exactly. they can be
1: talking about things that are happening years from now. That may I've had readings that only have come to fruition to what we're talking about years later. So yeah. I, mean, I just wanted to make that comment for about people who are skeptical about um, the spirit world. But also I wanted to ask you, Tanya, you can comment on, what do you say to people who do feel very skeptical about readings from yourself or just from you know other psychics or the ability, period? What do you say to the people who are closed off, or even people who have used religion to say that it's, you know, it's like the devil's work or something. It's something we shouldn't be doing. Oh, I don't want to announce that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a purpose.
2: My sole purpose, which is my spiritual obligation to God for giving me life, is to assist in the healing of others. So I'm going to do that until my last breath. And my focus is to attract like-minded individuals. I started out doing these readings via word of mouth. Really, I just got a website like a year and a half ago. I used to do these readings via word of mouth because I needed for the other person to understand how I read. So I needed for one person to tell this person, oh, yes, she's the truth, and this is how she going to read you, you know, so that I wouldn't have that block. I still, at this point, you know, will get some people who are a little skeptical. Well, I haven't really gotten anybody who's been skeptical, but I do get people who... Are blocked. They want to know about career, um, but something else may come up. I want to go back to what you said, Crystal. In the spiritual realm, I'm a spiritual intuitive. I use my intuition in a spiritual manner, which means this I'm going to connect with your spirit. We're all spirit and ego. Spirit is the purest part of us, it contains the breath of God. The ego is the part of us that's formed by society, environment, and experiences. It's, it's, it's Q on the other line, and it's you, Crystal. You're living by your ego. That's okay. Many people do. When I do these readings, they are spirit-to-spirit conversations, so my spirit is talking to yours. So I always tell people, do not ask a questions to who's, uh, whose answer you can't accept, whose truth you can't accept, because you may ask me, you know, should I accept this promotion? And I may say, no, because it's going to take away from the time you need to heal from the sexual abuse that you suffered ages three to five years old. When will you deal with that? I don't mean any bad feelings, but my spirit is telling your spirit to remind your ego, we got work to do. Do you see? So when I read people, I go to the core, and that's why some people are a bit hesitant because, again, my sole purpose is to assist in the healing. When you become healed, you recoup power lost during that tragedy. You become empowered. Then you can live a more fulfilled life. I don't care what you do and how you do it, I don't care your race, your sexual orientation, none of that concerns me. I just care about the survival of your spirit. Right, right. Exactly.
0: Wow. Okay. And I, I guess that does make it a struggle when it comes to dealing with people who want specific information on something instead of you know, listening to what you actually have to say. So, um I'm pretty sure well, you I do count that often.
2: Well, what I do is um, a lot of times, like, I do question-based readings, and I tell people, if you want a question-based reading, you know, you you send in your questions, email or telephone, at least I know where I'm going with this, I'm going to respond to your question directly, yet what comes from me also is enlightenment. You will always, most of the time, unless I hear a yes or no response, you will get enlightenment, and that's just extra information to take with you on your journey. So um, it's just when people do specialty readings, relationship readings, mommy and me readings, those are no holds barred, so I can go deep in those. But when there are question-based readings, half-hour reading, hour reading, or something like an email reading or a quick read, I can stay where my intent and my purpose is to stay in line with the questions that they Mm pose. Yet still, it can be a direct question, and it will be responded to, yet I can't say additional information won't come through me. I don't, I don't censor the information. that's
1: good.
2: Now,
0: when you say, um, I know you do different types of readings as far as you mentioned something about email and things of, of that nature. So, a person, uh-huh. just so the listeners will know, a person does not have to be physically present in order for you to provide
2: them with um, with a service, correct? Correct. I, I took my gift because I'm always wanting to do something different. Pisces, I'm creative. So I took my gift and I asked God, how can I fragment this so that I can be of more assistance to more people? And then when you go to my site, you'll see like over 14 services or types of readings listed, and those are not all of them, but each of them serves a specific purpose. So, um, And many of them are emailed readings because it's easier for me to do certain readings via email because it's just me and spirit and not the energy of that other person interfering. But yeah, email readings are best. Um I, I love doing those because sometimes people don't have the time for an arranged phone call. Maybe they don't have the privacy. So an email reading, they can just send me their three or six questions, do that, send it back. And then they also have the information in writing. They don't have to worry about taking notes.
0: Oh that's true. That's true. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, so um, have you interacted with other gifted people before? And if so, I mean, do you get a vibe? How can you tell if they're genuine or not? Because um, we all know that everyone that may say that they're gifted is not.
2: Exactly. Um, I used to work, actually, for an online psychic company and I for four and a half years, but I had different positions. I was all over the place. I did customer service and credit, and, you know, I worked in the management of the psychics. I worked in that department, and I um, I wrote for their website, and I co-hosted their Internet radio show. So I did a lot there, but that was a period of time in which I was supposed to be there so that I can better understand my own gifts. So that's how I recognized that period. While I was there, I was able to connect with some of their psychics, I'll put them in air quotes, um, because some were <laughs> gifted psychics and some were not. Some were just good talkers. And we must understand that everybody who claims they are psychic are not psychic. It's easy to claim you're psychic. And then what you do is you use some sort of um, strategic speaking conversation, a strategic way of retrieving information, a strategic way of assessing one's feelings and you relay mm-hmm. back information that gets them excited, and then they think you are psychic. And so we have to be, I wrote a, a five-part blog on my site about how to make the most of your psychic reading because we have to understand that all the people who say they have a gift that is um, of the intuitive ability do not. And they can really lead people down the wrong path, and that's that's why I wrote that five-piece blog, again, from my experience at that online psychic company and just from my own desire to help people. All
1: right.
2: But let me go back because I when I was at the psychic company and some of them were psychic and some of them were not. Mm-hmm. Um you could just for me, I can feel that this person has something. I can feel that when this person says something they are true. Then there were some people that I would feel uneasy around. It's simply uneasy. And I understand when I was growing up I didn't know I was an empath. Many people are, they don't know the term. They think it's something against God and it's not. It's a sensitivity to personal energy. That's all. A sensitivity to energy. You know, when you, when somebody calls you and you look at the phone, you'd be like, for the love of God, why today? You know, because there's just such, such heavy energy. You know, and so you like, you know, ignore, <laughs> you know, or you go into a, a crowded room feeling good, and then all of a sudden you start to feel sad. Somebody in that room or likely somebody near you is feeling sad. And we as empaths, we have to understand that when our mood changes, immediately, you may not be bipolar. You see what I'm saying? You might be an impasse. We need to check that out because a lot of people, you know, have these attitudes or seeming like moody people, and that's not it. They're responding to what they're feeling, but they don't understand what they're feeling. They don't understand that that's what they're feeling is not theirs. Quick story, I almost quit my job because of somebody else's energy. Mm. That can happen. I, I was at work. I was at the online psychic company. In great, great mood, about to leave. And all of a sudden, I started to feel angry and frustrated and mad. And I just wanted to leave. And so I had to think of a lie (laughs) to tell my supervisor. And she was like, oh, okay. Well, I just told her I wasn't feeling well, which I wasn't. So I left. And while I'm driving to my friend's house, because, of course, you don't go home when you leave work early. And I was going to my friend's (laughs) house. And then I started to feel like this is not my energy. Whose energy is this? This is not my energy. And I went to my friend's house. And he was like, you know what? It it's a shame you was about to become unemployed because of somebody else's energy. I was like, exactly. Well, the next day when I went to work, one of my good friends was talking to me, and she was like, yeah, I saw you left early. And I was like, yeah. All of a sudden, I got angry and and I was mad and I wanted to quit. And she said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She said that was my energy. She said I had a um I had a meeting with my boss and he pissed me off and I got mad and wanted to quit. <laughs> Oh, I was like, thank you very much. <laughs> okay. i almost you
1: a Exactly.
2: I was even in unemployment office. Why are you unemployed? Because my friend got mad. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's, it's like. I mean, okay. I just want people to understand that many people are empathic, and once you identify that trait within yourself, it makes your life easier. You can better learn how to protect your own personal energy from these people, and it's not their fault when somebody comes to you and they're heavy. For me, I'm very isolated. I don't like crowds. I don't spend a lot of time with, like, new people because, you know, you can say, Q, oh, crystal dope, she all this and that. I'd be like, mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> That's because I picked up something else on Crystal. I'm not yeah, saying that, Crystal. Crystal. Crystal, don't give <laughs> <really hate laughs> me a I'm not saying that. All right? That have been true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was probably true. You, you didn't even realize. The spirits are dodging <laughs> me
2: right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I protect myself, and I want others who may be empaths. Just understand if your emotions, you know, just change all of a sudden, you may not be bipolar. When you're in a crowd and you feel overwhelmed, you're probably an empath. When you're certain people are coming to your house, or you have to call, or they call you, and your your emotion, your disposi- emotional disposition immediately changes, you can be an in- empath, and you want to investigate that. Some people get physical ailments, you know, because of another person. I don't get physical ailments; my emotions change.
1: Okay, right. You know, um, I wanted to uh, also comment on something you were talking about regarding um, knowing different psychics and being aware because, you know, there are so many different services and things you, you see and hear about, um, you know, using a psychic. I would caution people um, regarding storefront psychics. And I caution people on that. And I, And I mean, when I say storefront, I mean someone who actually has a business set up, a physical business set up, for um, psychic ability. I mean, because you, I mean, I'm not saying that that person is, um, because there are people who are actually psychic, who do have the gift, but they yet and still, they still use their gift wrong. Um, They use it to make money um, in Mm -hmm. a very bad way, meaning Mm -hmm. that they try to sell things that are just not, that wouldn't help them anyway. It has nothing to do with what um, the person really came in for. And I'll, I'll give a quick example Um, of someone coming into a storefront and then um, sitting down asking, you know, their one question for, you know, $30 or whatever for a reading. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, psychic trying to sell, upsell, like, you know, you do at a restaurant or whatever, trying to upsell Mm -hmm. and say, well, what you really need is you need a full, full psychic, you know, reading, and this is going to cost, you know, 200 and something dollars and you need to buy these things from my store, of course, to um, help you in your journey. I mean, things like that. What I've found in my journeys is that the best psychics or experiences rather that I have encountered with other psychics is the ones who charge a nominal fee um, for what they're doing, of course, because it does take a lot of energy to do a psychic reading. I've done psychic readings myself for other people. And I have said, oh my gosh, I, I see why people charge so much because you are drained. <laughs> it really takes <laughs> so much out of you. Um, and I'm a little bit more of a medium um, psychic. So I, I, I get the messages from spirits who have passed on. So, But there are some, like I said, who use it really to take advantage of people. So I would I just caution people? Some people have the ability and they <clears throat> they use it wrong. It doesn't mean that they don't mm-hmm. have the ability. It just means that they're using it wrong. But um, my, my last question for you, I guess, and and I'm sure the people in the audience are definitely wanting to know about how do? you yeah, I know you say you have your website and everything, and I you have lots of information on your website. I, I love going there. But how do um, you structure your pay scale? You don't have to say how much you you know you you charge, but how do you decide, okay, well, this reading will be this much or this much um, in order, you know, for someone to, to be a part of it? And, and do you do group readings and things like that?
2: Um, I do do group readings. The thing about group readings, though, because people know how I read, so they know personal private information may be shared. And so... It's the challenge of can I find three other mofos, let's just say it, that I'm comfortable with knowing my stuff.
1: <laughs> and so
2: sometimes we just don't get that. It's just one and a half, you know what I'm saying? But um, in regards to how much I charge, I really went to spirit on that, you know, when he guided me through the creation of these various readings and a description of them. Um, and then I'm like, okay, God, so what are, what are we putting for a number here? You know, and I'll just hear a number and I'll put that. You know, I do, because I do a lot of word of mouth and I'm getting more clients from elsewhere, I try to accommodate my clients' financial level. There are certain clients that come to me, you know, two or three times a month. I do something called a power Four, which is spiritual counseling. Um, From a psychic perspective, that's really what the power forward is. But um, I do that monthly. So what happens is I try to accommodate their Financial levels, because my intention is to assist in their healing. You see what I'm saying? So nothing else mm-hmm. can matter. I can need money. You know, I could be on E, which is not for everlasting. But if somebody comes to me and then they have, you know, just $20 or they have just $10, and I get an email telling you, I really need you, and this is all I have, you know, okay, keep your $10. What can I do for you? So I, I you know, mm-hmm. God, Spirit helps me with the the descriptions of the readings, with the creations of the readings, with the charges of the readings. So I would love to charge more. I would love for more people to go through the site as opposed to the weekly promotions that I do um, and that <laughs> will happen as I acquire more clients. But again, I have to stay true to my intent. So my rates have to be complimentary to many people who are now you know, my core. The people who are on my email list have built me up to who I am now. And so I'm mm-hmm. forever grateful for all of them. I've, each time I do a reading, I learn something too. So it's not so much as what I get financially from the reading; it's what I get, period, from that reading.
1: Okay. All right.
0: And I I just have one more question, and and mm-hmm. it's kind of along on a personal nature, so feel free to decline it if you want. But um, okay. is your gift something that maybe intimidates people? regarding, like, close friends or maybe even uh, your love life, so to speak, because they may think you can feel their energy and kind of know if they're genuine or not. Or, um, I mean, can it be an intimidating uh, thing to have because people kind of know what you're working with?
2: Uh, Definitely. I mean, I do have some family members that I don't talk to about who I really am um, only because they're religious and they don't understand. And it's okay. Sometimes we become, sometimes those who are the closest to us become acquainted with us through the eyes of another. You know, so I will wait until they see more about me from other people so that they can know me at that point in time. And that's with some family members and that's with some friends during my development because I I don't read. Put that out there. Mm -hmm. I do not read. So all my blogs and and all that stuff is channeled information. Um, However, what, What I do is, in regards to the people feeling intimidated, like I said, family members, some are fearful, just don't understand. There are some friends. I have just a close-knit group of friends. And I do have people who respect the fact that this is how Tanya is, and so I'm not going to, you know, um, drown her in my energy. Like, one time I went to visit my nephew, and he was like, man, I'm going to hug you, but... You know I'm going through some stuff.
1: (laughs) So I was like, it's
2: okay. Just give me a hug. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And so I recently, my niece, her father was murdered. And when I went to see her and I hugged her and then I just started whispering in her ear, whatever her father told me to say, I say it to her. And she just cried. And then I just, you know, I held her weight with mine. And I just held her as, as long as she would let me and telling her what I needed to tell her. Well, I don't remember what I told her but later she thanked me for speaking for her father and she thanked me for everything that I said and I was like what did I say and she was like well I heard every word and so you know my family and close friends some of the family members who are clients but who also just you know know me and close friends know what I'm about and they just respect that again the other people who don't um, and my love life is great I'm in love with an incredible person who constantly gets readings and who supports me, and you know he loves God, and he is just a godsend. He's actually also a soulmate of mine. I say also, but um, the people around me, as my inner circle, they're the people who support me. They don't judge, they don't criticize, they don't fear. They just respect and appreciate.
1: Okay, I think oh, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, write that down. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I sound good
2: when I
0: talk.
1: <laughs>
0: and I think that's cool. And um, I, I, I mean, I'm 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 one of those people who are kind of on the outside, and I kind of have a squinted view of things that I don't understand. And I mean, but I do appreciate you coming on to try to enlighten um, people like me as well as inspire people. Um, who can relate, you know, such as Crystal. is one mm-hmm. reason why I wanted to have her on. But uh, where mm-hmm. can people find you and learn more about, um, you know, your blog and your services or just getting more information on you?
2: Sure. I, my website, um, you can either Google, Google uh, Soul to Soul Conversations, S-O-U-L, the number two, S-O-U-L Conversations, or you can just go straight to my website, www to dot com. And the site, I love my site, yet it is wordy because I want potential clients to know who I am. We share intimate information. I will delve into your world. They need to at least know as much about my world as they can. That's just out of that's respect. So I will say it is wordy. But I also will say don't get mad at any of the blogs. They are channeled information and I do have a blog uh, entitled, If Your Man Cheats, It's Your Fault. And uh, I would like to see what people feel about that. <laughs> wow. Oh,
1: I ain't going over there. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, you know, I was kind of hesitant when I um, put it up. I was like, people are going to be looking for me. I'm going to come up missing. But, um, I mean, because I do believe that. It's a play on words, really, you know, because if your man cheats consistently, it is your fault. It's your fault because you're letting him, because you're still in the relationship. See, my focus is always about empowerment. It's not about your emotion. If you have to hurt for the moment, hurt for the moment, but become empowered for the rest of your life.
0: You right, know what? Exactly. That's gonna be another show. You hang on to that information.
2: <laughs> okay, I don't know what I just <laughs> said, but yeah. Yeah, that
0: that whole thing <laughs> when your man cheats on you—that is your fault. That's gonna be another show. I'm gonna to have to have you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Are people going to come after me? I think they're going to come after me now. I just said that on here. They're going to go, and they're going to read it, and I'm going to have to block the comments, and there's going to be a lot going on. I'm going to have to get a sex change, play off the set. It's going to be a bad oh, day. Wow.
0: I hope it doesn't get to that extreme. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have, I have all kinds of listeners, and believe me, they've heard tons of different perspectives, So, um, and that's mm-hmm. kind of the beauty of the show. So. Uh, I'm pretty sure there'll be a lot of people who can appreciate it. So, all right. Well, Tanya, thank you very much for coming on the show and sharing your story with us and what you do. And like I said, enlightening me.
2: Well, thank you very much for having me. It was great talking to you too and it was great being on the show. And I just hope I did enlighten some people. I don't want people to be fearful of others' gifts, but I also want them to be very cautious And conscious, when a person comes to you and say they're psychic and they tell you something, that's nice. It's better when you ask. Um, But if they tell you something that you can validate, then you can believe that they have a gift. Whether or not you go forward is on you. Everybody has free will. You can always change the outcome of of intuitive information. Mm -hmm. Remember that. Exactly.
1: Very good. Very well said. Great interview. Thank you. And you two have a great
2: time this weekend. This evening, <laughs> I should stop Thanks. drinking before the interview, right? <laughs> like maybe after, like then put the straw in the bottle. Maybe that should work. I don't know. No, you might have to cut that.
1: <laughs> so you're dealing right. with other kinds of spirits. <laughs> right. I'm gonna be quiet. Yeah. Yes, yes, so exactly right. Don Julio, you're next. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Tanya. I appreciate it. And, and Crystal, let everyone know where they can find my lovely co-host.
1: Well, you can always find me on uh Check out our show there. And you can always, of course, go to crystalhickerson.com, which is the portal to all that is me. <laughs> so thank you, Q, right. for having me again.
0: Thanks for joining. I appreciate it. You know, I love it when you come on and mix it up with me. So props to you. And that's going to do it for another Q on one. Well, I should say two on one podcast on 2 Q. Remember that you can catch the live show every Tuesday and Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. And you know, I kind of sprinkle in the podcast like this one every now and then, but for an upcoming um, show calendar, you can go to talk for more information. Thanks to my guest, Tanya. Thanks to TruthDevour.com, my official sponsor. Everyone, enjoy your evening. Peace out.